light exposure. As a child, I remember the first time seeing a Polaroid instant camera. It produced a photograph within a minute or two, and I was, I was totally blown away. I was amazed. It made a funny noise, and out came a, a rigid square that you couldn't touch. And as it was exposed to the light, the photograph began to appear right before your very eyes. Now, when it comes to light exposure, our bodies need exposure to the sun for vitamin D. After some cool and cloudy weather lately, recent days have provided ample opportunity for light exposure here in sunny California. It's possible to have a, it's possible to have a, a burst of light exposure when it comes to our relationship with Christ. We can have a sudden exposure to the light of Christ such that within moments we can feel and be transformed by it. But more often than not, I suspect many of us have a much slower experience in our light exposure with Christ. The process of seeing spiritually, thanks to Christ's light and leading, is usually a gradual process. In either case, I submit we need a lifetime of light exposure with the one we know as the true light that came into the world. Now, I need to mention that some people seek a different kind of light experience in their faith. They want something that doesn't cost much in terms of time and commitment. They are looking for light religion, much like a a light beer or foods that are light on calories. Superficial is just fine with them. The problem is there isn't much depth substance, or real meaning. And they are only lukewarm in their commitment to Christ. And so in times of trouble, there isn't much that holds or helps. To be enveloped by light exposure and truly see requires commitment. There's an old story about four people. Everybody, somebody, anybody, and nobody. There was an important job to be done, and everybody was sure that somebody would do it. Anybody could have done it, but nobody did it. Somebody got angry about that because it was everybody's job, and everybody thought anybody could do it, but nobody realized that everybody wouldn't do it. It ended up that everybody blamed somebody when nobody did what anybody could have. The light. Whether it has been absorbed deeply within us or not, has been with us all along. I'd like to read a portion of our Psalm 139 text. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, and the light around me become night. Even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is as bright as the day, for 
Darkness is as light to you. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my thoughts. See if there is any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. The Apostle Paul also knew the difference between darkness and light, evil and good, and love. And so, hear these first two verses from Ephesians 5. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and live in love. As Christ loved us and gave himself up for a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. You see, we are to be imitators of the one who shows the greatest form of love, the deepest form of love. And we are to live and to love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for a fragrant offering and sacrifice. And so, in baptism, we often, uh, when we baptize here at the church, we often present the family with a rose. Because the rose, when it is exposed to light and water and warmth, it blossoms into a beautiful rose. So, too, when we, as children of God, are exposed to the warmth of Christian community and the waters of our baptism, but more importantly, to the light of Christ, we can blossom and grow. And just as a rose has a wonderful fragrance, we, too, can be that beauty of symbol and uh, offering of ourselves to others. And so, um, last week, I mentioned that my Sunday school teachers were so important to me in gaining the, the light of Christ. And they are. And so we here at the church and everywhere, whether it's at home or when we're visiting family, we're with children or grandchildren or other young people, we need to expose them to the light of Christ. And that's what we do uh, here at the church is, is a wonderful way of expressing that to our children. And so uh, when we get back into our more normal routine, and I hope that will be happening in the coming months, we'll be activating our church school again, and we'll be having our children who can be part of this whole light exposure. Because it's, it's a healthy way to do it. And so now I want to read um, a little bit more of our passage from Paul. He said, but fornication and impurity of any kind or greed must not even be mentioned among you, as is proper among the saints. It's entirely out of place. It's obscene, silly, and vulgar. Instead, let there be thanksgiving. You see, Paul knew that we can deceive one another, we can deceive with words, and we can um, we can not be what God wants us to be. But when we have light exposure, we do. We blossom into that expression of who God wants us to be. Because... Paul goes on and says, for once you were darkness, but now you are in the Lord. Live as children of the light, he implores us. For the fruit of the light is found in all that is good and right and true. You see, once we were darkness, oh yes, and we know that's true. Paul was dealing with all those things in his people. And yet he turns it positive because he knew the truth and reality of light exposure. And so he concludes our text in chapter 5 of Ephesians. Try to find out what's pleasing to the Lord. 
Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness. No, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to mention what such people do secretly, but everything exposed by the light becomes visible. Everything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it says, sleeper awake, rise from the dead, and Christ shall shine on you. Light exposure. When things come into the, to the light, they are seen for what they are. And light exposure in Christ enables us to overcome evil with good, injury with healing, and deal with the darkness in ourselves and others with light. A passenger on a commuter train who happened to be a pastor found his seatmate well into an attitude adjustment position. He'd been drinking. The man kept asking the pastor, wouldn't you like a drink? And each time the minister tactfully refused. A few minutes before the last stop, the man spoke one more time. I guess you think I'm a no good drunk. To which the minister replied, no, I think you are a very generous man. That response, which touched on his only visible virtue, started a transformation in that life that made all the difference. And it's not until we love a person in all their ugliness that we can begin to transform them or ourselves. In nature, photosynthesis is a form of transformation which can only occur with light. If you've ever had a real inspiration or moment of insight, it's as if a light's gone on and you see something very clearly and say, aha, now I get it. In the life of faith, that is light exposure. Christ is the light we affirm. That Christ is our true light exposure. So I want you to hear these words from John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. And this is the judgment, that the light has come into the world, and people love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For all who do evil hate the light and do not come to the light so that their deeds may not be exposed. But those who do what is true come to the light so that there may be, so that it may be clearly seen that their deeds have been done in God. Light exposure. Coming into the light of God freely to be seen as we truly are to be embraced in that light so that we can share that light with others. Light exposure. What a gift that is today. For it is good news. And we can celebrate it every day, this light exposure in Christ. Sleeper, 
awake, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. So be it. And amen.